You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. So I know that we're all thankful for the past few months, but the story that we are about to read is a story just like uh, what we have also experienced these uh, past few months. We know that we have a lot of stories of faithfulness and a story of God's faithfulness and God's goodness, and yet we can't run away from the whole idea that indeed we can't deny the fact that we have stories of disappointments. And I don't want to sound negative tonight or this afternoon, but I hope that um, you can take a closer look of what we can learn from a story in the book of Luke chapter 1 that has really probably communicated a negative message, but we know that no matter how bad the situation is, God can turn things upside down because we have a God who is a miracle worker. Am I correct? And it is valid to accept disappointments. If you are uh, really in pain or probably you're believing God for a promotion and you've been waiting for the past 10 years or probably you're believing God for a love life and you've been waiting for the past 30 years, (laughs) you look like a dinosaur after all these years and yet, really, uh, you're still hoping and believing that indeed God has someone intended for you. For some of us here, we can relate to the different disappointments that life has thrown at us. And at times we just can't believe and trust God that indeed He is true to His word. And life has damaged us that we don't know if we could believe in the idea of a good God who is unwavering in His intentions for uh, anything good in our lives. This is why in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 25, you have your Bibles right now. If you don't have one, wave your hand. Somebody will approach you and lend you okay, our Victory Bible. But for tonight, I hope that indeed, okay, this will be an opportunity for you to bless yourself and buy yourself a gift and a nice Bible this Christmas. Okay? So chapter 1, verse 5 to 25, in the days of... Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as a priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of people were praying outside of the hour of incense. And then appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have a joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And verse 17, And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah 
to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and obedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Verse 18, And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that the, these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. And after these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, This the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And that was a picture of God's redemption, that God has removed the reproach or the disgrace from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth found favor from God. And ladies and gentlemen, before we unravel what the Lord has in store for us today and in the coming weeks, God, remember this, can turn things upside down no matter how hard and tough the situation is. So if you're here right now for the first time or you're coming here and you're discouraged and you're down and out, this is the right place for you. Because God has a message for all of us that He is a God who can make things happen and He is in control of our situation. So there is nothing to worry because you're not living life alone. You have a great God who will be with you every step of the way. How many of you here, you appreciate that reminder? That you are not alone, and He will be with you every step of the way. Remember, just like what was mentioned, in the days of Herod, king of what? Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. And before we read the whole passage, I want you to be reminded that during the time, this guy, okay, is dreaded by his own people. Remember, the history of Herod is that he killed his wife and his children, and he killed his relatives. And people was really, in a way, afraid of him. So if you are Zechariah living at this very moment, you know that your country is not in good hands. So his responsibility is to pray for his country. That's the number one duty of a priest. There was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. And this is important for us to know, because if you take a closer look, the reason why Zechariah was in the temple, for one important reason, that his second part of what he's seeing in his country, that he would want to just ask God for God's intervention. Let me continue. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. Both were advanced in years. This is the reality that they're in. That though he was serving God, the number one concern of this uh, man is not just the condition of his country. He has issues as well that he's battling with. And for some of you here, you come here and you're worshiping God and you're listening to this uh, word and you're, you will be out after about an hour and you, can, you, you, you have to face still the realities of, of life that there are certain things that that dampens your faith. There are a lot of things that are still unsettled in your life. It's about Christmas and you're pleading to God, Lord, when are you going to really fix my life? When are you going to really allow me to really uh, enjoy the breakthroughs I'm believing and praying for? And this guy, okay, is an individual. He's being used by God. And yet the reality is that his wife was barren. They had no kids. And 
in those days, if you don't have kids, it is what? A reproach against you. It is not a, 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 a good picture, a great picture. Because people would always translate, probably you have done something wrong in the past and you are suffering the, the consequences of your wrongdoing. And at times, that is our question. There are times if God is not responding to our prayers and what we want, we're asking ourselves, is there something wrong with my life? Is there something that I've done in the past? For years, Zechariah and Elizabeth had hoped for a son, but year after year, they cycled through hope and disappointment. And if you are Zechariah or if you are an individual believing, and for the past few years, Lord, I just want a promotion, and it's not happening. I want a, a, a wife. I want a husband. And for some of you here, you're married, you're asking, can I have a what? A breakthrough in my marriage. For some of you here, you're a student, you're asking, Lord, can you resurrect my grades? <laughs> over and over again. And if you're here right now, you're saying, I'm discouraged. For the past few years, I've been living this life, I've been working, and now I'm old and I don't see my life progressing. Lord, is there hope? And, and all of us can relate with this man. That he was serving God day in and day out. And yet there is a level of disappointment. Because Elizabeth was barren. I mean, I want you to imagine with me. What if Elizabeth one morning would wake up and feel dizzy. And probably might have an idea that probably I am pregnant. And after taking a pregnancy test again, she's still barren. I don't know if you can relate with this guy. But I want you to know, I was in a similar situation where I have given up. I'm done. I will not pray for this item. I will not expect God to intervene. I'm done. How many of you here, you've been in that situation? Where you're telling yourself, probably this is intended for people that God has placed His favor upon, but not me. I don't think I deserve, okay, the things that I'm asking God for. And if you're... If you can relate with my story and you can relate with the story of Zechariah, this is where he is at. And most of the time we, we ask questions. Why is this happening? I'm going to church. I'm a Christian. I'm reading my Bible. I'm not a bad person. I fumble one, once in a while. But, but God, why? Why can't I have kids? I mean, some would just abort their kids. I want to be a parent. I want to be a mom. I want to be a dad. If you're married... You can approach me after the service. And I have a burden to pray for you. Let's believe God that you'll conceive a baby. Amen? But if you're single, please don't, don't take a risk. That's not going to happen. You're not married, okay? And, uh, and, and we have a lot of questions. I mean, some of you here, you feel like you're overlooked this year for a promotion. I've been, you've been hoping for a promotion. And you're asking, Lord, I just want to be an assistant manager to the assistant manager of the assistant manager. <laughs> I don't have three other dreams, but I just want. But how come this year I'm still stuck in the same situation? And some of you here are asking, why can't I have a financial breakthrough? I'm trying my best to work hard. And some of you here, you did venture this year because you want... Okay, to, to, to be a blessing to people and you want your income to increase because you promised yourself and you promised God, Lord, if you bless me, I will, I will be a blessing. Your motives are right. Why is this happening? Now, for the past few months, you're disappointed. Yes, God has been so faithful this year. But I know we have disappointments. 
And some of you here, you're a parent, you're asking, God, why are my kids like this? Why are my kids not normal? I don't want to talk about it further. Or for some of you here, your issue might not be your kids. Maybe something else in life that has let you down. This is why we can't get ahead of ourselves and say, probably Zechariah and Elizabeth are not really that religious. If you take a closer look, it's written right here. And they were both righteous before God. So this is really possible that bad things can happen to good people. And if you're asking me this question, why do bad things happen to good people? I will ask you the same question. Why do good things happen to bad people? And I just can't answer, and we, we, we can talk about it. I have an answer for that. But this is not really the right venue in order for me to answer that question. But if you take a closer look, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Be careful that we just don't miss the whole point that they are what? Righteous before God. This is why you can't blame these people. They're probably in their discussion before they retire at night. They would talk and say, what, what are the things that probably are preventing God from blessing us with a baby? What are the things that's preventing God from blessing our lives? Is there something wrong with us? And there are a lot of times that we tend to really evaluate situations based on, 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 on what we've done. Or we have judged God that He's not giving us the favor that we deserve. But remember this, that at times when things doesn't go our way, it's not just a season. Let me say this once again. When things doesn't go our way and we don't feel the favor of God, that is not just a season. There is always a reason. So don't look at yourself. You don't look at God. And I want you to just ask yourself, what is the reason? Why am I in this chapter of my life? Remember that you cannot judge your life based on one chapter. If you look at a book, you don't judge a book based on one chapter. You look at the book and you base and you judge the book based on the content of that book. If it has 10 chapters, you judge the book according to the chapters that it has. You don't judge the book by just one chapter. And that is our lives. There are times we judge one chapter of our lives, one season of our lives, based on the things we're believing God for. And we... And we feel like that our lives are, are not that important to God. So my advice see, before we go and, and dive into the heart of this message is that when you don't understand what you're going through, don't quit. You hang on. In Tagalog, kapit lang. Kapit lang bes. Do you understand? And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Because while Zechariah was inside the temple and he was offering, the people and the other priests okay, was waiting. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And I want you to understand the job of Zechariah was to get inside the temple. In fact, this is a coveted task for a priest. Every single year, they look for an opportunity to serve. And what they did during the time is to cast lots. They would draw probably a dice, or I don't know. And th this is not, okay, 
a, a picture that you should, you should correlate it with gambling. Okay? This is not what I'm talking about. This is just their approach and their context in choosing the, the person for the job. And I believe that God's hand was upon that decision. And it was God who, who allowed uh, Zechariah to serve in the temple. So when he was serving in the temple, uh, an angel of the Lord was, was right beside the incense. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. There's a reason why the, 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 the message series is hark. We're in this series is teaching us what can we learn from the people in the Bible? How did they spend their first Christmas? So for the past, uh, or for, for the next few weeks, we'll talk about Mary next week, and probably we'll talk, and we will talk about Joseph, and we'll talk about the shepherds. But now, what can we learn from what? From, from Zechariah. And here, he was surprised that an angel came. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear your son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will... Rejoice at his birth. It was the angel who reminded him that your prayers has been answered. You came here in the temple to pray for your nation. But remember, I'm not here to, to affirm you that God is brewing something to respond to your prayer request when it comes to the condition of your nation. He was there for his nation, but the angel was there for him. Isn't this ironic? That when we come into a place we're in, at times we have forgotten our prayers. How many of you here, you're thankful that God doesn't have an Alzheimer's disease? <laughs> and he was probably surprised. So it is important that we need to be reminded that whatever took place in the past and whatever prayers that you have uttered as well, remember that God is serious with your prayers. So one of the things that we can learn from this man is that we need to believe God of the things that he spoke in the past. Believe God in the past. Believe God whatever he has instructed you to do. Believe God whatever, whatever you have trusted him for. Because remember, whether you like it or not, there is a moment of waiting, but if you continue to move forward, whatever the Lord has promised in the past, He is faithful to complete it. Amen. Remember that whatever God has started, He will complete it. This is why the name Zechariah came from what? From this Greek word, the Lord remembers. That if you're here right now, 27, uh, 2016, and you're moving to 2017, whatever the Lord has spoken in 2012, 2011, He's serious about it. And some of you here has given up, but one thing I am fully encouraged of, that if I gave up, God will not give up. If we let go, God will not let us go. That's the God that we serve. That though you have thrown in the towel, God is simply saying, I'm not yet done with your prayer request. I will work on it. So if you're here right now, you're discouraged. Hang on, my friend. If you're done with your prayer requests, the good news is God isn't finished with it yet. This is why. The promise was validated that you will, be, you will have a baby. And your baby is not just, any sem uh, uh, just a simple baby. Your baby is not just any other ordinary baby. He will be extraordinary. And his name is John, for he will be great before the Lord. The name John, by the way, means okay, God, that God is gracious. And he must not drink wine or strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will be set apart. 
even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Now, I want you to take a closer look. If you're reading your Bible, before look, there is the book of Malachi and 400 years of silence before this book. You understand? 400 years of silence. If you check the book of Malachi chapter 4, the last chapter and the last verse, this was the instruction to Elijah. That at the end of the day, what God is up to is that He wants to redeem mankind. He wants to save mankind. Isn't that amazing that even in the New Testament, God's agenda does not change. So if you know that whatever you have prayed for and you know it is right smack at the center of God's will, and this is not just a self-whatever agenda that you have, you know, Lord, what I'm asking you for is valid. It is biblical. It is something that I will find joy and delight. And when I have this breakthrough, and if you promote me and if you bless me, Lord, I know that you can capitalize on what I have and use it for your glory. Lord, What's wrong with, with the promotion? What's wrong with having a husband, Lord? Lord, no man. Do you understand? Now, you've been in church for 10 years. A friend of yours came to church just two days ago and, and he has a and she has a husband. I mean, she has somebody courting her. I mean, isn't that unfair? And that's what the enemy wants us to do, that we compare ourselves with the story of other people. I'm telling you right now, God is making your story. God is creating your story. Your story is personalized, customized just for you. Your time will come. Your time will come. Look at the person on your right, the other person. Your time will come. So we may have forgotten our prayers in the past, but God surely did not. Forget our prayers. Are you blessed and you're encouraged? Yes. Though at times we may forget, God does not forget. In fact, this is my prayer. Before we end the week, we'll be reminded of the things that we believe and we trusted God for. And God can remind you. Remember you have this dream. It was just a sigh for some of us here. We can't even open our mouth. You can't even imagine to have a house your parents and your great-grandparents has been renting, and here you are, you want a house, and you can't even open your mouth because you know it's too impossible, and you just have to... Buntong hininga na lang. How many of you here can relate with me? That there are things that you can believe God for, and there are things that, God, I don't think I can... I, I, I deserve it. Honestly, raise your hand. May mga bagay na, Lord, hindi talaga para sa akin yan. Talagang, mamamatay akong dukha. Ang lungkot ng buhay, ano? But remember this. I've been, I've been telling you this over and over again. That the basis of the things that God will and can bless us, God will bless us, is always according to His riches and glory. Not according to our ability. Not according to how good we are. It is according to His character. And we know God has what it takes to fulfill it. Can we give Him the glory? This is the problem of Zechariah. He was so consumed with his circumstance that he don't feel like he deserves a son because he's too old. Too old. 
And if you take a closer look of his life, he's not a well-known priest. In fact, with the commentaries I've read, he's an insignificant priest. But remember, this, this is not about what you're capable of doing. Look at your circumstance and your circumstances. Look to God. When you look at your situation, you will be depressed. But if you look to God, you will be at rest. Because you're not handing life alone. 2017, I'm telling you right now, you pray now and expect God to meet you according to His riches and glory. And this is what happened. He would always refer back to his situation that I'm old. If you look back and you look at your past, I don't think I deserve it. Remember, the reference of everything we're believing God for is not our condition or the things that took place in the past. The reference of what we're believing God for is always hinged and anchored in the character of God. My question with you right now, can God do it? My question with you right now, will you dream bigger dreams if you know God will meet you? Why can't you dream bigger things? Because you tend to question if God can do it. That's the reason why we have reservations. For some of you here, if I'll ask you, do you want to get rich? Yung tama lang, yung simple lang. You're selfish. Because your prayer should be what? Should be a prayer of abundance. The Lord, I want what I want, but I want more so I can be a blessing. But because you're selfish, I want what is enough. That's not a mentality of somebody who wants to be a blessing. So whatever took place the past 2015 and 2016, for the past 11 months, you're never defined by your failures. Failures are just a way to prepare you. Because the more you fail, the more that you don't look to yourself, the more that you need God. But for a season, in the onset of trusting God, we would always question ourselves. We would always question or question the people around. We would always blame it on people around us. And our situation, our, we would always. But a time in your journey of faith that you will say, "I'm tired." But I'm not giving up. Lord, I will wait. And I'm telling you right now, you're not a failure when you're waiting. The mere fact that you have a relationship with God, whether God will grant your request or not, you're you're 100% satisfied. The mere fact you have a relationship with God, that's a great starting point. And one thing I know, those who opted to stay on track will always have the rewards. This is why Zechariah was reminded of who John will be. He will go before him in spirit and power of Elijah. Reference again, just like what I mentioned, Malachi chapter 4, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord as a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am old man and my wife is advanced in years. Now, I know you're, you, 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 want to give me, you want to give me a son. And this wasn't my prayer in the past. But if this is true, look at my situation now. I'm old. I don't think I can produce one. In fact, if you can hear really what he feels, I, I think this guy's hurting. That's my opinion. When you've been trusting God over and over again, and you feel like there is a possibility that God will grant your request, usually you, your question, is it really true? 
will he do it for me? Because he have given it a shot over and over again and God did not meet you where? You are in he the most. And this is really what is happening to Zechariah. That he reasoned with Gabriel the angel. I'm old. I don't have what it takes. I don't think this is possible. Now for the next five seconds, I want you to think, what are your limitations? Of the things you're believing God for. Lord, I'm, I'm getting married, but I have a, I have a wife, but, or, or, or soon-to-be wife, or husband, but I don't have the budget. Some of you here, you have a budget, but you don't have... You know, it's, <laughs> life is unfair! And we know this guy is righteous. And we know we can relate with him that this was a temporary, momentary lapse on his end. It was a mistake. That even though you're faithful, you read your Bible, you, you make mistakes. But in the eyes of Dr. Luke, the writer of this story, he was righteous. He is righteous. So whatever took place in the past and whatever you prayed for, don't give up. And by the way, let me remind you, you don't have the right to give up. When Christ was on the cross, he did not give up. So if he has pulled it off, I think the grace is more than enough to sustain you. That is my prayer. That God will sustain you the next 30 days and in the coming years. Ladies and gentlemen, 2017 will be a great year for us. But the question is, will you believe God in the present? He was right in front of the angel and was telling me, this is what I have intended to do. But he questioned if this is really what God wants. In verse 19, and the angel answered him, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you'll be silent and able to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their time. You will not be able to speak. You will find yourself... You will not. Remember, God is not punishing this man. There's a big difference between testing or... Should I say discipline versus punishment? And, and at times, we, in order for us to get this mentality, we need to break free from that idea that when you're going through a lot or, or, or troubles in life and you're waiting for your breakthrough and, and you're believing God for something and, and, and God doesn't grant your request, you're simply, and, and at times you would, you would conclude that as a way for God to, to punish you. Remember, if you're a follower of Christ, you're never punished. If you're a sinner and you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, the day of punishment will come. 
But if you're a follower of Christ and you have accepted Christ on the cross, Christ took the punishment on the cross for you and me. So whatever testings we go through, it's not a punishment. It is a what? A way to discipline you or to test you. And the Word of God states that God disciplined those He good. So for this season of his life, because he doubted God, he questioned if God has it takes to pull it off, if God will grant his request, the angel put him in a season of his life where for probably nine months he was deaf and mute. He can't speak. Now, I was trying to imagine, if, if I'm mute and, and I have this discussion with my wife, probably my wife will be very happy. <laughs> because uh, if you're married, I mean, this is an answered prayer, Lord, you've given me a, what, a, a son and you've caused my husband to not respond. I mean, I mean that's an answered <laughs> prayer. I mean, but more than just the situation, did Zechariah was being isolated to not ever speak because in our silence remember this God speaks volume when you're going through a season of discipline avoid opening your mouth I mean I want you to imagine with me it's like an individual on top of a table in an operating room a doctor would want to cut certain areas where he can remove Okay, foreign objects from our body, and he will be using a surgical knife. And that is a picture we're in when we are lying right on top of the table. Let's, let's stay put. Because God knows, the doctor knows what he's up to. If you keep on moving, <laughs> it will cut certain parts of your body that's never part of the procedure. This is why when you complain, when you reason, when you open your mouth, the more you open your mouth, the more that you will get in trouble. So the way to go about a season of discipline is to stay silent. Because in our silence, this is an avenue for God to speak audibly. And I'm telling you right now, if you're married, I don't have to explain this. You want to restore your relationship with your wife during a fight? Speak when she speaks. Okay? No, 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 no. Some of you, uh, the last time I checked, it, it was World War II. I mean, it was World War Z. But when you say, you say silent and you listen and nod your head, even if you don't understand, I'm telling you, it works. Yeah. When my wife and I would have passionate discussion, we don't fight. We're Christians. <laughs> I would just, are we good? Sorry. 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 I mean, don't you ever do that, okay? Because it, it's a moment wherein God is simply saying, I'm isolating you. If you check the rest of the chapter, after John was born, Zechariah's mouth was open and it opened praising God instead of doubting God. The problem is not even his prayer requests. 
that he wanted a son. The problem was his heart. Though he's a righteous man, I am telling you right now, a lot of us here are serving and we love God, but once in a while we fumble. Don't be disheartened. Don't be discouraged. Allow God to work in your heart because more than just your prayer request, God is interested with you more than what you want. Let me say this once again. God is interested with you more than what you want. And when you grow deeper in your relationship with God, the more you get stronger. And the more you get stronger, the more you can accommodate what the Lord has in store for you. Because your relationship with God is the only thing that's protecting you from being invaded by the things you're praying for. Yung mga bagay na pinahanalangin natin has the possibility to hurt us. If your relationship with God is not intact, I don't think it will do more good than harm. It will do more harm than good. And this is the reason why the God has to work in the character of Zechariah. Because if he's, if he's not prepared, he can have John, but miss the whole thing why John was provided. God is preparing you for that day. This is the whole story of why there is a moment of delay. There is a moment of waiting. Remember in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. But the problem is that you have your own timeline. You don't glance on the timeline of God. You don't consider the timeline of God. The timeline of God is always dependent on your responses. Kaya mo, Lord? Tutubo tong buhok ko. We question God. In the moment of waiting and believing God, I want to advise you one thing. For the past few years, it it has worked for my advantage. When you're waiting, you always use this opportunity to thank the Lord. You know, if you have an appointment with somebody and the person is late, and you're waiting for that person for probably seven days, I mean, <laughs> you take time to thank the Lord. When you have problems, take time to thank God of what He has blessed you with. When you're mad and depressed, take time to thank God one by one. This is why after his breakthrough, when, when, when John was born, the response of what? Of Zechariah was to praise God. It was an opportunity for him to see that indeed he has changed after a moment of isolation where he can't really speak. His character changed. Why do you have to wait for that moment of silence and isolation where while waiting you can thank God? I mean, there are things that you can thank God for, even the things that you're about to receive. Every single day, pinapasalamatan ko yung Panginoon. Lord, papayat ako, salamat talagang size 24. Yung ganun yun. Um, I mean, because more than anything else, God knows what He is up to. The problem is that we, we, we measure and we gauge God if He's faithful based on how God will answer our prayers. That's not the base of God's faith. We are unfair because you're using your preferences. You have your own measuring device to measure the faithfulness of God. Measure God based on His timing because God's timing is always perfect. Even if you are not perfect, God will always be faithful though we are faithless. Remember this. 
In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. It is according to His timing. So when you're waiting, it doesn't mean that God is late. Probably you're just too early. Look at your life. Look at your situation. Look at your character. Look at how you've grown in your walk with God. So if this is your first time to come here and your understanding is that if God is good and if He's faithful, why can't He provide for what I want? Because His agenda is not to provide what you want. He's interested with you. His agenda is you. Remember, seek it first, the kingdom of God. I don't have to tell you that. This is the beauty of this message that God will grant in His time. And let's face it. Now, I don't want you to probably misquote me someday that, Pastor, you, you, you promise us that the Lord will grant me a love life. Pastor, tomorrow Jesus will come <laughs> and still that, that, that is something that you have to take a closer look into. All these years you've been living your life finding the right one. The prayer of Zechariah was granted while he was serving in the temple. That is something that we can probably use as a reference. That while you're waiting, focus on God. Thank God for what He has done. Thank God for what He is about to do. So going back to the same chapter, and the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. That he did not only see that God is true to His Word when it comes to the things that He he had uttered in the past or He has prayed for in the past and the things that He experienced brought to you with the affirmation of Gabriel that nothing is impossible with God. You just have to believe God that whatever He has spoken yesterday, today, and in the future, He is faithful to fulfill it. Believe God in the future. That if you look at the life of Zechariah, he, he has given up on his prayer that he can have a son. But on our end, one thing that we can learn is that, no, believe God, that he is dead serious of what he has affirmed you to have. That he is serious with listening to your pleas and your concerns. That he's the God of the past. He's the God of, really, the present. And he will be the God of your future. And he is the God of your future. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. And his, for five months, she kept her hidden, saying, This the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Elizabeth was simply testifying that God giving me a baby was my redemption. When you say reproach, it is... A picture of somebody that has not been or that has not experienced the grace of God. This is why the whole chapter pertains to the whole idea that she's barren and she's never blessed. Elizabeth testified that God has removed my reproach and I was given a baby named John, which means just like what I mentioned. 
the favor of God, the grace of God. The Lord was serious in whatever He has promised. This is why that all of us has to understand that more than just the things we're praying for 2,000 years ago, the grace has been extended through the Son, Jesus Christ. That we have a reason today to believe and trust God because Christ has given, given Himself. That if God has given Himself, is there anything too hard for God? If He can spare His Son for all of us, is there too impossible for God? Zechariah asked for a son who took part in preparing the only begotten son. And if you're familiar with the story, his name is John the Baptist. The Zechariah was praying in the temple, believing for God's intervention for his nation, and an angel appeared to him, reminded him that God is giving him a son. It was just a small desire. But little, say the word little, did he know that God is orchestrating in the future that your John will prepare the way for the Messiah. Remember this. The most accurate prayer is not just a prayer that you want for yourself. It is a prayer that intersects with the will of God. So if you're praying for a car, ask yourself, where is God in all of this? I like, your, I like your intention. But in all of this, that our prayers are not only a desire that will serve what we want. Where is God? How can you serve with what you have? Okay, how can you serve God with what you have? And I can see it from an angle that the prayer of Zechariah was granted. Though he doesn't have probably an idea that this John, his John, will prepare the way for the Messiah. A beautiful picture that everything that happens to us has a reason, has a purpose. Not just to provide and facilitate what you want, but to grant God's redempted plan. For humanity. Without John, without Jesus, I don't think the story of salvation will be complete. And the reason why we are here and we celebrate our relationship with Jesus because there was a man who doubted God and was corrected by God and opted to trust God And gained favor from God. And because of how he trusted God, his prayers has been granted. This is why if you're here right now and you're asking me, Pastor, can you help, help me pray for certain things that I'm asking and believing God for? 
Yes, I can stand with you in prayer. But did you know that with all your prayers, there was one prayer concern that probably you don't have any idea that God answered in the past. Probably you don't see it as a prayer. Some of you here, you just see it as a, as a simple desire or a longing. That prayer that I want to remind you tonight of is a prayer that you will understand God's love for you and me. That your greatest need was not a car, was not a husband, was not a business. Your greatest need is a Savior. And that prayer has been answered. And that prayer is celebrated this Yuletide season. Because in our disgrace, the grace of God was provided. It is my prayer that more than just the things we are praying for and the things that we desire and the things that we like, let's take a closer look and let's look back 2,000 years ago that though I will not receive whatever I have prayed for, I have one prayer request that covers everything that I want in life. And that is to have a personal running relationship with God. And for some of you here, the reason why you don't have the happiness and the joy you've been looking and longing for because that prayer has not been answered. My question with you right now, will you give it a try? Because you coming here is not an accident. That Christ has been knocking at the door of your heart asking you to open your heart so that he can come in and you can invite him so that he can dine with you and you can dine with him. In fact, this is not an accident while you're here. The Lord has been waiting for this perfect opportunity that you invite him in your life. In Christ alone, that our greatest need are answered. And in Christ alone, we are fully convinced that whatever he has started, he will complete it. Because the God that we serve is the God of your past, the God of your present, and the God of your future. There is nothing to fear. Because we know that the love of God affirms us that He will be with us in good times, in tough times. And no matter what will come our way as we wait for our breakthroughs, we can go out of this gathering with joy in our hearts because Lord, with the things I'm believing you for, the first need of having a Savior has been answered. Let me say that once again. The first need of having a Savior has been answered. Lord, thank you that I can believe you for the rest. So tonight, I want to take this moment right now to thank the Lord first and foremost for our salvation 
Lord, thank you for saving us. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Thank you for saving us. I have two groups of people in mind. The first group of people. If you're fully convinced that if you die tonight, you know you're going to heaven. Not because you're perfect, not because you're good, but because you know. the Lord Jesus Christ has represented you on the cross and he has died for your sins and this is the reason why you can access heaven because of what he did if you are the person and you know that you're saved you have a relationship with God that if you die tonight you know you're going to heaven I want you to raise your hand if you're that person if you are a follower of Christ if you're a Christian raise your hand you know in your heart that you are a follower of Christ. Just raise it as high as you can. You are sure you're going to heaven if you die. I want you to raise your hand. Lord, with the hands that are lifted high. Lord, we are we're simply saying, God, thank you for the gift of salvation. We cannot earn it. I want you right now to take time for the next five, 10 seconds, 15, to thank God. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for going down. Thank you for living heaven so you can be with us. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for doing a good work in my life. That if you can save me, And you can redeem my life. And if you can change me. I know that there is nothing that's too hard for you. Nothing. So give me faith to trust you. For what I'm hoping, praying, and believing you for. You can put down all of your hands. The second group of people, as we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, if you're not sure that you're going to heaven, you know that you have a dark past. You know that you've been through a lot. You know that you're in pain. You know that you are in a situation where you're simply saying, God, I, I don't deserve even to be part of this church. For some of you here, you're simply saying, I have given up on God. Let me remind you that if you have given up on God, God has not given up on you. That's the God that we serve. That's, that's, that's the God that we worship. That's the God that we celebrate. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you're that person, you're simply saying, Pastor, I, wanna, I want God in my life. I want to have a relationship with Him. I want to start right here, right now. If you're the person, I want to invite you into a simple prayer where you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because just like what He has promised, whatever He has started, He will not leave you all by yourself. He will journey with you. He will hold you by the hand. 
And though we give up, He will not. So if you are the person you want Jesus Christ in your life, in your heart, I want you to pray this prayer after me. With the help of our leader, say this after me, Jesus. Say this after me, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity that I can receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, thank you for the gift of salvation.